Chapter 3 He pressed the buzzer promptly at eight. He was surprising himself today. After drinking steadily through the afternoon, he was in high spirits. He had moderated his intake so that his walking and speech were basically undamaged, but with the confidence he needed to pull the night off. He had to be humble, polite and patient, none of which came naturally. He felt like he was the one being auditioned. Maybe that was natural. They were still finding their way with each other. Shortly after he pressed her buzzer, the lock clicked by itself and the front door opened. He walked upstairs to the second floor, found her flat and held up a hand to use the knocker. As he held back his hand, the door opened. At first, Ernest thought there was nobody there, but there was a boy's head just below eye level. He was young, not a teenager. Older than a toddler, yes. Beyond that, Ernest's experience did not stretch. Ernest, follow me, shouted the boy. I'm Henry. The boy had already scampered off. Ernest closed the door slowly behind him. It wasn't a huge flat, and Ernest found Georgia doing a few practice runs and scales in the lounge area, which had a small kitchen in the corner. Henry can stay up for an hour. He wouldn't sleep through a rehearsal anyway. I asked him to be our audience. Okay, Ernest. Her appearance had been utterly transformed into the vision he saw last night. She was dressed smartly in a bright white shirt with frills and tight trousers, lips bright red, her bob looking as black as the trousers. Ravishingly desirable and yet not overtly female, arresting, he imagined her on stage under a spotlight, puffing and blowing into her sacks. Smoke up to her knees, tenor sacks solo part. He suddenly got it. She was the real deal. His tips and going rate would explode. There would be more than double the money. They would both win out. She just needed this break two nights a week. Just a little nudge and she could hit the big time. The boy, her son, had held her back musically for a few years, but she had bottled up her energies and was ready for the limelight once again. Why me? he suddenly blurted out. Surely I'm not your number one choice. She smiled warmly walked over and rested her long fingers on his arm. Be careful, Ernest. Honesty is a cruel trait. People don't want honesty, no matter what they say. Don't listen, Henry, it's complicated. It's always complicated. Ernest nodded cautiously. Let's start. She had a mid-sized electric piano set up on the kitchen table. He ran through a few scales himself to figure out the weight of the keys. They were properly weighted, not a cheap keyboard. Ready? Georgia asked and placed her lips around the sack's mouthpiece. He nodded. She counted him in by swinging a free arm. It didn't matter which of the two songs he picked to start with. The sax almost never opened an intro. It was too aggressive, too forthright for that, even played softly. It could be done, probably, but almost nobody attempted it. The Road to Nowhere was one of Ernest's all-time favourite hits. He immediately knew that Georgia would love it and would be able to switch some of those famous accordion parts to sax too. He skipped the a cappella intro, but otherwise he thought this audition piece would eventually make it into their live set, somewhere in the middle when everyone had warmed up. The second he began on piano, he knew it was going to work. Georgia was going to take the second verse after they had sung the chorus together. She started well, their voices worked well even in these simple harmonies, and as her verse reached its end, he continued at the piano, but softly, listening and watching, 
as she put the sacks to her lips for the first time. As she did this, she became another person, going beyond acting she seemed possessed. Her body became just a part of the machine, another limb which she enveloped and mastered. The way she moved, her eyes wedged tight shut and her bright red lips shaping every last breath out of her lungs, her legs and whole body swaying with the tune as though they were conducting a whole orchestra. As Georgia relaxed into it, her eyes opened. She caught him watching and gave him a generous wink. She was another person. He was entirely without a viable defence, and he let his fingers stop still on the keyboard. She had quite simply sprung into life in the most unexpected way. He had believed she would be able to hold a tune, of course, but this was something utterly without precedent in his long career. Georgia was simply stunning, both visually arresting and orally impeccable, and this for a part she had only been playing for one afternoon. The song drew to its grand finale, with a piano and sax solo that neither of them wanted to end. Ernest eventually gestured with one hand and a vigorous nod that they should wrap it up in a couple of bars, but neither of them did. He tried again, and again, smiling now, before Georgia finally gave up, panting and laughing, and unable to blow any more. Ernest felt his stomach give up a proper chuckle for the first time in months. He sagged over the keyboard, laughing, and not the bitter cackle that the drink sometimes spawned either. They wouldn't need a second song. This, he was proud to admit to himself, was pure dynamite. A euphoria. It almost didn't matter if he earned any money. This was pure fun, if not art. They had complimented each other as though they had been playing together for years. While Georgia was busy brushing Henry's teeth and hunting for pyjamas, Ernest discovered a bottle of vodka and some ice, some of the vital tools of creativity whose presence only made him more confident that this was the beginning of a fruitful partnership. He poured two large glasses and returned to the piano. They began their second audition piece, an obvious choice, Avalon by Roxy Music. What else is there to say? Avalon had never sounded so good to his practiced ear. He made no comment or examination on his capturing of Brian Ferry's voice. He stopped around halfway, just to listen and watch the sax again, and her crystal-clear, dusky vocals. One thing hit him then, and it was the need to escape. They had done what they planned, and he had to get home. He stood up. I'll see you tomorrow. Pick some more songs and we'll get them done in a day. You come to my place, then we can go right to the show straight after. Great, I'll see you first thing once Henry is at nursery. Around nine, okay? Ernest Seven had not seen nine in the morning for years, and he didn't want her in his flat just yet. One of those two things had to give, and somehow he had to salvage his slot with the bar manager. Get yourself some breakfast first, a slow one. Come round at ten, half past. She chuckled, fine, ten thirty. Be up and awake, yes? This was looking too easy. Ernest's new appearances were deceptive. They were still trying to impress each other, but he didn't expect things to change as quickly as they did. <laughs>